0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. I'm here today with Mark Deeks, and he is a business owner who has an online membership for people who want to learn to play the piano. So I'm just going to get Mark to do a quick introduction with you, and then we're going to do a bit of a live troubleshooting session. So over to you, Mark. Please tell us more.
1: Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Uh, So yeah, my name is Mark Deeks. I have um, a piano membership called Piano Legends, and the whole concept behind it is I've uh, taught hundreds of people to play piano over many years. But um, what I really wanted to uh, find a way around was trying to stop thousands of people coming up to me at events and saying, oh, yeah, I always wanted to play the piano, but and mm-hmm. whatever the rest of that sentence was, was um, probably something they've been repeating since they were a child, you know, or we can't afford lessons, or or we, we can't get a piano, or whatever it was, and things that have been stopping them all their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wanted to prove how there were quite simple ways that you can overcome whatever the myth is that you think is about piano to, uh, learning to play the piano and the other angle of it was very much about people who said well oh, I wish I could sit down at the piano and just play and whatever the rest of that sentence is is usually some kind of song that they love you know an artist that they love with their favorite band is um, most people don't tend to want to learn to play loads of scales <laughs> and various exercises and the idea is that that tends to be what people associate with piano lessons, perhaps from when they were young or perhaps from what they heard from their friends when they were a kid. Um, and of course, um, th- th- there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I just focus on people learning how to play the songs that they love in an achievable way um, in small bursts of time. I don't ask people to sit down and play for hours. Um, I'm a big fan of using music as a, a means of switching off and looking after your mental well-being and, finding a way to have a musical hobby that is achievable. Um, and you're not needing to learn to play piano as such. You're ne- needing to learn to play a few songs to bring you all the kind of uplift and boost that that can do in, a, in, like I say, an achievable way with someone who's who's been there and done it and knows how to do it. So I think that, um, yeah, my, my main passion is usually adult learners, pe- people who perhaps just want to have a musical hobby, and who like the idea of playing piano, but don't really know where to start, don't know where to buy one, uh, don't want to play scales, want to play, you know, Coldplay or Elton John or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, making that achievable for them in really short bursts of time.
0: OK, so they're not the kind of people then that want to, they don't want to be able to just pick up any music and play it. They've got specific specific uh, pieces in mind. Is that right?
1: Um, well, not necessarily. So obviously you're going to pick up skills that you can transfer to any song in terms of, you know, learning to read music and so mm. on. Um, but um, I create a library of song tutorial videos that shows you how to play specific songs. So I'll do a, a video that shows you how to play a Coldplay tune or a Elton John tune, an Elvis tune, a Foo Fighters tune, Muse, Beyonce, whatever it is. And I'll do a song tutorial video for that song, and I'm updating the web the membership area with new song tutorials all the time, and um, so they've got constant uh, constant access to new material. Um, but the, the primary focus is let's play songs that we love rather than sitting down and playing a scale of A flat major, which doesn't really entertain
0: anymore. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> And I think that's the thing is, is, is everyone is very aware of the, the exam process and the exam structure side of learning, isn't it? Which is what people tend to go yeah. down when they're younger rather than, yeah, the, the actual taking it um, piece of music by piece of music kind of thing.
1: Oh, that- yeah, absolutely. You, know, you know, instrumental lessons of all kinds particularly 30 40 50 years ago very much tended to equal like you say an exam process or a structure usually pretty classical in nature yeah um parents dragging their screaming kids <laughs> lessons and you will practice <laughs> and saying but i want to play football and yeah that was um you know that's an image that sticks with people yeah and you know quite often they'll they'll sort of spend the next 20 30 40 50 60 years going I wish, I wish I'd been able to stick at it, or I wish this and that. Mm. Um, and it's achievable, you know, you don't need to spend huge quantities of time in it. I always say to people, you know, the fact that I went to seven, eight years of lessons and did degrees and qualifications and exams and all this kind of stuff, that's because I'm a pro. You know, yeah. I've been a professional piano player since I was the age of 15 and teaching piano since I was the age of 15. I'm 42 now. But that's, that's because I'm a pro. That, that's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to come home from work. Have ten minutes after you put the kids to bed, and then go to bed chilled out. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it. The, the whole context and the framing, framing of the whole process is very, very
0: different. different. Yeah, because actually that makes a lot of sense. That because there's quite a few things I, I used to teach horse riding, and um, you know, it's the accessibility of it is you know before you can go galloping along a beach, which you can thoroughly enjoy, you know, you have to get the basics, you have to be safe, and so there is that kind of um, barrier to to accessing the fun bit. And um, there's a lot of, yeah. of of stuff to learn before you can just go wild. Um, whereas I suppose you know from your point of view, that isn't the case. People are seeing it as scales and things like that as as being an element of having to get there, but actually, you don't have to do that process to get to the point of enjoying it. You can actually enjoy it quite quickly, can't you absolutely
1: absolutely so adults have various obstacles in their way, so like you say, and um, they think they have to go through this process of learning various things before they can do the fun stuff and um, that, that really isn't the case and I think we have a situation where adults who walk into music shops and say I want to begin a piano book will get handed something nine times out of ten that is very much classical based, that is very much you know, you must learn to play Ferrero Um and, and you know, how many adults have the mental strength yeah. to to face months of playing Ferrero before they're going to learn to play a song they love and so Um we 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 need to find another
0: way. Like you just you just don't wanna you don't want to add it as another chore to your list.
1: Absolutely. And that's why, you know, one of the biggest obstacles adults have is they have this adults are aware of what the finished process sounds like and kids aren't. So when a kid walks up to a piano that's sat in a hotel reception area and smacks it and is really entertained by the fact that (laughs) it makes a noise, the, the, the child is entertained. An adult just hears a noise. And so when an adult first sits down at the piano and realises, do you know what, it's, it's, there is some tricky elements to it. there are some tricky elements to this, they immediately batter themselves over the head that they don't sound like Billy Joel. <laughs> and so I'm never going to get there. And they give up because now it's a chore. Yeah. And they also are very good. So they're aware of the finished process or the finished concept and that and that ha- um, hampers them. But they're also sort of thinking, I'm an adult, therefore I should be able to sit for hours. Mm. Um, mm. and that's again, is very quickly going to become a chore, yeah. very quickly going to become something that they don't want to do. Um, and so I say, you know, sit sit for 10 minutes, sit for 10 minutes, and then walk away, leave yourself wanting more, and you'd be surprised how much you can achieve in like a targeted, relaxed 10 minutes, and then just leave it and then come back to it another day. This doesn't need to be something that you're going to conquer overnight. <laughs> uh, adults are really um, easily put off. By things that they think they should do, and in this kind of context, you just need someone to steer them. And go, you know, you don't need to do that. There are there are other ways. No,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so what? How much is the membership? What does it work out as? How do people access it?
1: Uh, so uh, right now, it's still at its launch price, which it was since last November. So right now, it's fifteen quid a month. You know? It's very very affordable. Um, it's about to become twenty five on the first of August. As I'm adding some new features and monthly masterclasses and stuff, but you know it's really affordable and accessible, and certainly far less than a one-to-one lesson. Yes. And, and it's yeah. it's all, all accessible on on marktixmusic.com. I think that the the biggest thing I would say about it is that many people associate piano lessons, like, like we say, with a traditional one-to-one lesson, yeah, or learning on one of these sort of modern apps that you get on your phone and you see advertised that you can learn piano in, you know, three minutes and, <laughs> for two pounds when you're kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the problem with those is that you get no support. You know, if, if you've got a problem, you've got a question, you want some feedback, you're stuck, you need motivating, there's none of that. No. Whereas what I do is very simple. I've got a members group on Facebook. Everyone who has a subscription is in that. Um, they can post videos of them playing. I give them feedback, you know, that day.
0: Um, yeah.
1: If they've got a question, if they've got a question, um, you know, I'm stuck on my left hand here kind of thing, then I, they just post it and I respond. So they have a support of a teacher whenever they want it. And, you know, even in a one-to-one lesson, if you've got a problem on day two of your week, you're probably going to wait until the next time you see a teacher to ask them and hope that you've remembered what the problem was. Yeah. So with my with my membership, there's none of that. You know, they've got support of a teacher all the, all the way.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's one of your USPs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because most people don't do it like that. They sell them the content and then leave them to yep. it. Whereas I, I, I'm really, really involved with that, and also because there's a group, you know, as is applicable in many other businesses, the community aspect kicks in. You know, you've got 70, 80 other subscribers going, yeah, you know, that's really good. I hadn't thought of doing it like that, or wow, you've done really well. That's inspired me to have a go at that one. And you know, there's there's a lot of cheerleading going on, which is really lovely.
0: That makes sense. Okay, so what other USPs do you have? You have the fact that they've got a tutor when they need a tutor. Yeah. What else? What else is there? What is unique about your offering that people don't get elsewhere?
1: <clears throat> so I think the support aspect is, is certainly the main thing. I think also um, what you see with a lot of other um, traditional sort of methods of teaching, as I said earlier, they tend to be quite classical based. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the support and the community angle is very much in the minority in the instrumental teaching. Uh, yeah. industry um, you see a lot of apps and websites that as i say will sell content but then you're very very much on your own and you know learning an instrument is a long process and you know i can't pretend that it's easy it, it's not necessarily um, so i think in terms of me having a regular involvement to two-way communication with them that tends to be the biggest uh, usb that um my members refer to um, they like the fact they can have input in terms of you know what song tutorials am I going to cover next? Because of course, again, a lot of these apps they'll um, create content for songs that they've chosen, and whilst there is an element of that, I do of course because I'm picking stuff that I think is relevant and is going to be useful for people. Yeah. It's all um, quite
0: faithless, isn't it? It's all very you know here you go. It's it's by the time there's any feedback or information on it, it's done and it's up. Um, whereas yeah, you have that sort of buy-in, don't you? And the potential to, to sort of feedback and mold it that little bit more when you've got
1: yeah absolutely i've got some families who subscribe we've got kids who are like 11 12 13 years old and of course they want to play very different songs to some of my members who are retired you know and that's fine you know i'm up for that so i i encourage them to say i really want to learn how to play this song can you do a tutorial video for that and um so there's a there's a there's a two-way interaction going on which i think is is pretty unusual
0: okay i like that okay so you've got the fact it's non-traditional okay so you've got the new music in there so presumably you have traditional stuff if they want access to it but it's more what they're potentially hearing and enjoying now you've got the support and the community element The, the uh, specifically you know the tutor being available um you know as yourself um as and when they need it rather than on a specific day during a specific slot and that two-way interaction
1: yeah absolutely
0: so what is your biggest challenge in your business right now
1: so two things. Whenever anyone asks me that question, it always returns to two things. So one is that in many sort of marketing sales kind of advice scenarios, people will talk about you needing to be able to easily identify your ideal mm-hmm. Um and, and it's logical. I understand it. And I wish it was so for me. However, um, a deep burning desire to one day have played the piano is n- never a question that is... Um, as part of setting up a social media profile, so so nobody ever uh, next to where they live and where, how, who they're married to then gets asked <laughs> um, what have you always wanted to play. <laughs> so there is there is no social media profile in the world that shows them up to be interested in one day learning to play the piano or having this on their on their bucket list. No. So you then start looking for groups. You know, what, what groups are out there of other people wanting to learn to play the piano? And they're, of course, very easily identifiable. Yep. Um, the problem is that, uh, which leads me to my second issue, is that um, when you go into those groups of thousands of people, um, they are commonly, very commonly, but, you know, not entirely, it would be unfair to say it, but very, very commonly full of people who are of the mindset that this content that they want should come for free. Mm -hmm. and so you are very very quickly up against um fighting the notion that there should be any charge to charging uh, to charge to the process of teaching someone how to do this stuff because they're of the mindset that they've spent hours and hours in facebook groups and on youtube hunting for things that are going to help them with obviously i know no quality filter turned on um no one to guide them, what should help them. No one to tell them in what order they should do things, and any of the, in any of this. So, I've spent an inordinate amount of times in these free groups trying to help people, give advice, um, you know, nudge them along towards perhaps even joining my free group, um, which is called Play Piano in Thirty Seconds. And the um, the the resistance is very very common. So I can say, you know, so just last week I posted a, uh, some information a link to my music theory courses. 65 videos, um, lifetime access for just over the cost of a pound a lesson. This would basically take you from I've never read a note of music before to I could pass a grade 8 music theory exam. Um, (laughs) And and the first response uh, was, um, if this is free, I'm interested. Um, I mean, the picture had a a 30-day money-back guarantee on it, so it was never going to be free. But it was about just over a pound a lesson uh, to teach you all of music theory. Um, but the, the response was very much, um, well, if this is free, I'm interested. But if it's not, then I'm, I'm not. So, and that happens all of the time. Yeah. So the two the two difficulties are finding the people who are interested, and then when you find that pe- those people, um, persuading them that perhaps there might just be a small cost in learning how to play something, which is going to, you know, give them great enjoyment for the rest of their life.
0: (laughs) Which which is a small (laughs) request, doesn't it, really? I think the thing is, is, you know, you have, you're experiencing things that people regularly um, experience. It's it's really good from an ideal customer point of view, um, because I bang on about it, other people talk around it. it. It is really important to have clarity on who you're talking to um but you know you've you've hit on the fact that it's very difficult to identify them and then equally it's difficult to identify your ideal customer who at the end of the day somebody who wants something for free and is adamant they want it for free they're not your ideal customer um yes your ideal customer is somebody who sees the value in what um in in what you're providing i think the thing is is that sometimes you have to take things and you have to tailor them a bit so you have to educate somebody who isn't quite your ideal customer um Mm -hmm. so you know from somebody who is i mean people who are trawling for free information is something that i come across on a regular basis because you know people want advice their business isn't doing well they're not getting the sales that they want um they can't afford the the support that they really could do with in order to improve their business because you know they haven't got that resource because they're not bringing the money so it's very chicken and egg um yeah and so you know i have that on a regular basis not quite to the <laughs> to the response that you know if, if it is free i'm interested if it's not then i'm not i mean you yeah. know just the fact that oh if it's free then i'm interested like if it's free i should be like biting your hand off um and i think the All thing right. is is that I'm very clear with information um, that I put out, content that I put out and the way that I respond to people when they're talking around free content that I have people on my academy at the moment. So um, after my challenge, I ran the academy and people on there um, who I've had to say to look for the next eight weeks. I don't want you doing any of this free stuff. I don't want you in any other challenges. You've invested in this. Make the most of your investment. Because when they go from here to there to everywhere, looking without a filter on, as you say, because you don't know what you don't know, um, you end up with all sorts of weird and wonderful um, takes on the same thing. You know, as you said before, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to to learn to play the piano. Um, But it's confusing. And if you're actually after free content, I have... Somebody who came onto my um, into into sort onto my radar and and started working with me who they'd been around for quite some time and they'd said oh you know I've been dipping in here and dipping in there and I'm just confused and I'm not, I'm not surprised you're confused because when people are giving out free content if it's any good they want to be paid for it you know there is some value in the free stuff but it will only take you so far and if you're not in a position to fit in those additional pieces if you're not in a position to 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 be able to take that information and relate it to what you're doing then of course it's going to end up just causing more confusion than it is value and that doesn't mean it was bad information it just means it was a snippet of the entire picture so putting out and educating your audience particularly you know you have your um uh play piano in 30 seconds group um you know educating them And, you know, getting them in there, having regular content going out, explaining why, Um, not justifying yourself. And I think this is (laughs) this is a fine line to tread in the mindset element of things is, you know, you're not justifying why you're charging people, but you're explaining why things that are of value should be paid for. Mm -hmm. And 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 you know it's all around perceived value. So they've gone onto the internet like little Pat Men, uh, you know, um, picking up all this information and digesting it. But they're no further forwards. And it's like, how long are you going to do that for before you actually invest in this? And it's an investment.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I had someone who said to me, "I've been learning to play the piano for free for fifteen years. Why would I? Sh- why would I pay you fifteen pounds a month?" Wow. <laughs> Which I really wanted lie to how, how has it taken you 15 years and how, how haven't you got it yet <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I
0: didn't exactly well to be honest I would have done <laughs> I would have done um because actually I'd have probably actually screenshot that made it anonymous and said my answer to this you know and, and, and I'd actually have put my answer in there because that yeah. is a very very clear example of you are not you know that person is clearly not your ideal customer but that is the scenario that you end up in is you're trying to learn something using free snippets of bits of information of course there's music out there of course there's stuff out there but do you want it to be a chore or do you want it to be enjoyable and i think that would be what i would be very clear on is is your messaging so you know no apologies but i'm providing you with something which is enjoyable and um, the reason you know it's enjoyable is because I'm giving you the fast track to being able to play that specific piece. Um, I'm giving you right. the step by steps that takes my time, it takes my training. I am fast tracking mm-hmm. you through that process. I am, it's not going to take you 15 years to learn your favorite piece of music or to be able to pick up a piece of music and play it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely and so
0: i think being really really clear and consistent with your messaging so having three or four elements of messaging that you're always talking around and you know educational elements around why people should invest in this and um, what that investment means um you know the the impact that um playing music can have um on your mental health um on your ability to switch off because i think it does go into you almost go into like a meditative state with it in that you are very fixed on what you are doing in that moment, playing that piece of music, isn't it? So it's a real switch off and that's how people get the benefit from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's certainly the angle that I talk about an awful lot, particularly on my LinkedIn profile, um, You know, where I'm then in a sphere where people are you know, perhaps successful professionals or have demanding jobs and they want to find a way to de-stress. Um, I think that um, I'm very keen to, Promote that side of of yeah. um, of the benefit of learning an, an instrument, I th- and in fact, I've been a guest recently on a few a few sort of podcasts or interviews in the sphere of meditation or Pilates or this kind of, this kind of side of things, because I think it's interesting to sort of try and break out of just the just the piano audience. Yeah um and and start talking about the sort of wider benefits of it
0: well I think the thing is is it helps people you know some people meditation isn't for them and people keep talking about the value of meditation and things like that but you know being able to point them in the direction of saying well actually you know if you're not good at just sitting there doing nothing you can be doing something you can be concentrating on something and still get the benefits of that switch off
1: I think the thing I've focused on mostly recently is very much to do with what I call the top five myths about learning to play piano. You know, talking about things we are talking about before, mm-hmm. um, about the the obstacles that people repeat to themselves. You know, I, I don't have time, or I don't have space for a keyboard, or I'm, I haven't got thousands of pounds to spend on a keyboard, which of course they don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really passionate about trying to break down these obstacles that people have put in the way for often for themselves or even from like i said earlier repeating from when they were a child um i I use the example of when i was a a child i really wanted tropical fish and my mom and dad wouldn't let me have tropical fish because they thought I, i wouldn't you know clean them out regularly or whatever and they repeated these things that to me that i then held on to without even thinking about it and i was in my mid-20s in a garden center looking at tropical fish thinking oh, oh it's beautiful i would love a tropical fish And my friend said to me well, why don't you get one i said oh well, you know i'd have to clean it out and i realized that i was just like repeating the same thing that my parents you've, said to me 20 you've early.
0: been programmed and haven't you yeah and I think that's the thing is, is that you need to be aware of with that. You know, I think it could be one of the elements, one of your key messages that you talk about on a regular basis, the sort of the, the myths around it. But I don't...
1: Yeah, that's the big, that's the big sort of free giveaway I've been doing. The minute I wrote this big guide about the top five myths about learning to play piano. And I'm hammering that at the minute because I'm really passionate about it. I think that there are a lot of people who are basing their decision that they can't play piano on essentially fake news. Yeah
0: yeah and and i totally i think that's a you know it's a good one to go down my only thing would be is is that you are you are potentially choosing a an audience who they've had x number of years reiterating that information to themselves did you end up getting a tropical fish
1: i did
0: yay so (laughs) that's i presume it's not the same
1: one
0: (laughs) (laughs) you've replaced it since then but you know the thing is 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 that you're potentially choosing an audience which is their their very their mindset is very set and so they may be less receptive and i think it's a good one to go down because you're passionate about it and you know you have a good metaphor there um and particularly the fact that actually you know you changed your thought process on that and you're very into making it accessible um but you want to I would make that and it's your key focus at the moment as far as your content's concerned, which is really good. Um but I'd make that an element of because I think there are potentially easier um people to go after. Um it, as as far as people who are more receptive because you're going up against years and years of them telling the same things to themselves. You know, you're you're kind of pushing back on that and saying, hey, actually you don't need to think like that. Um, which is potentially a harder conversation and a harder transition than for other people who are thinking.
1: So what what do you think is an easier conversation?
0: Um, I think that the mindset one's a good one. I think that just going down the, you know, the people who not the ones which have been reiterating this forever and a day in their heads and and had that sort of programming against it, but people who have been playing and have moved away from it and actually when you're talking around the the positive, <laughs> sort of the positive impact with mindset, um, when you're talking around being able to play, um, things which are up to date and, and easily be able to play things which are date, I think that's very appealing. So because then you're also saying you're not just selling why piano lessons or why why take up this this hobby, you're saying why you because you're providing these resources, you're you're providing that support um, of having the song tutorial videos that other people don't have. So you're actually then pushing your USPs at the same time. So rather than what happens, you, basically you can have what I call a double sell. So you're in a position where you're having to tell somebody why they should buy what you've got on offer, and then you're having to tell them why you're the right person to provide that. Yeah. And what you're doing when you're trying to, you know, when you're working on convincing people who have been telling themselves for years that there are barriers, and breaking down those barriers is you're saying to them, actually, you're empowering them to think, actually, yeah, I can go off and I can, I should be playing the piano, I should, I should do something about this and and make it my thing, um, but it's not necessarily saying why they should make it their thing with you. And sure. so with those pieces of information, what I would definitely want you to do is just be saying, this is why now is the best time for you to be, you know, putting yourself out there and, and doing this and, and doing it for you. And this is why I'm the best person. But it has to has to come with that support of why I'm the best person. Because it's yeah. not, it's not encompassed in that original um sure. element. Um, I think also thinking about where your ideal customer is, you know, these people who are in, in groups seeking out free information, I, you know, it is a massive, massive black hole of your time. Um, again, I have been there. <laughs> and so, you know, it's looking at actually, yes, you're totally right. That next to your marital status is not, have you ever had a longing to play the piano? Um, but when you think about it, you have got a certain type of person there. Obviously, they've always had an inkling. They're not a young, young person because this is something that they've been, you know, thinking about or wanting to do for some time. You've also got the crowd that have done it and gone away from it and actually, you know, picking it back up again and doing something like that for themselves sounds quite nice.
1: Yeah, it's a very common theme, you know, to the point where I've got quite a few members who perhaps are retired. Um where we might be talking 40, 50, 60 years since they last touched a, yeah. touched a piano. Yeah. And that's that's definitely, you know, they've now got a bit of disposable income for them, a bit of time on their hands. That's definitely a very common thing.
0: And so what I would be doing is, is looking at who you've attracted so far, look at who you enjoy working with, and even though you know this isn't, when you're thinking about your ideal customer, and who you want to work with, um, it's never a list of things that you know. <laughs> it's never a list of exclusions. You know, if you if you don't tick half of these, then you're not coming in. Um, it's purely a case of who am I marketing to? Who am I talking to right now? And so thinking about the you know the people who, as you say, have 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 played, but it's been you know. 30, 40 years since they played, What? what's made them get to that point where they've decided, you know what, well, I want to pick up and start using the piano again? You know, did they have to go out and buy one? You know, is there, what, what prompted them? Because if it's been going on for that length of time, if they haven't done something for that length of time, what what changed in order for them to start doing it? And then that's the sort of conversations you would be having. That's the sort of content you'd be putting out is for people who are in that change time period so you know putting out valuable content into groups so where you're allowed you've obviously got to check the rules if the rules don't say you can then speak to the, the the people who are you know who manage the group but find out who you know which groups you can post in because actually you know your ideal customer is somebody who's at a certain stage in their life where they're deciding to to make changes take up another hobby why is that what sort of groups would that person hang out in and so it's not actually necessarily the groups where people are there you know sort of bottom feeding trying to find out all the information they can for free yeah um you know it's potentially i don't know which you know if we were to stereotype and look at older people who are who are nearing retirement then you know retirement based um groups um in you know places of information for people who are retiring um where do they hang out what do they do what do they read um what do they listen to um and and go from there
1: yeah it's difficult when you're obviously not yourself that that person so it'd be difficult to get access to a group of retired people when i'm 42 (laughs) Uh,
0: well well, potentially i think i'm I'm, i don't i don't know they might they might not let you in but they might let you in but you know just finding out find out from your from, from your customers who are in the group you know what other groups are you in um driving people to your free group um and
1: yeah, that, that's proving a challenge, I'll be honest. That, so the the I've got just over like 300 people in Play Piano in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of stalled in the last month or so. And how long has that been um, open for? Since January.
0: Okay. Okay, so you had your biggest influx to start off with. Have you invited people or have people asked to join?
1: So mostly uh, I invite people at first, but I guess that's, you know, from the immediate circle of people who already know me and know my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaking out of that into sort of the other world yeah. of people who don't who don't know me. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely been proving a, a challenge. And it's, I've I've got branding now on all my social media platforms that all mention the free group. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm as sort of open about it and as con- conscious of it as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so so what you're having to do is is you have to sell people into your free group so it's what's the value of entering your free group what were they going to do that you know and it should be the the finding out about you know what you can do and the hows and things like that people should pay for so it's you know why what's the priority that sort of stuff um you know I treat the you know my group isn't huge but I've done it purely through people have only requested to join my group I haven't sent out invites to people um because Mm. I want people who are motivated and I don't want it to be a large group um so you know after I I ran my challenge I closed the challenge group um and archived it I didn't want to put that many people into into my free group um because it would just have been crazy um and it would kind of lo- lo- lose the point when the point was is for people to have that bit more contact with me to get to know me that little bit more um for you do you use your personal profile at all to grow your network
1: uh yeah I do I tried making a, a little sort of friends list of people that I knew you know could potentially be a, I could I could potentially be of help to mm-hmm. um which sort of helped 40, 50 people on. I, I sometimes put out content to them as a bit of an experiment in the last few months. Yep. Limited, limited success, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying all the sort of things that I feel like you know, in inverted commas, you should do. Yeah. Um, but the the free group, like I say, kind of stalled audience wise for the last um, four to six. Have weeks.
0: you done these things that you should do repeat, uh, like consistently, repeatedly for a number of months?
1: Um. No, I, I wouldn't. Don't I don't think I could claim to have done them consistently for a number of months. I think that um, it's always difficult to know when you sort of you understand, you're essentially like a one man operation. Where is the best use of my time? It's difficult to sort yeah. of consider. And they do all of these things yes
0: right? no definitely i think the thing is is it's picking because I, mo- I know you mentioned linkedin before and and things like that and it's picking yeah. which platform it's going back to your ideal customer thinking about who are they where do they hang out what are they interested in what's motivating them you know is it people who have come from for for this because they remember it fondly is it people who have always had this urge to to get involved and haven't um is it people who want the meditative element of it um you know where are they where are they coming from um you know you have an audience there of paying clients it's not like you have none um by any means so you know having a conversation with them and, and finding out asking questions in that group you have a community there people are fundamentally helpful um so you know understanding what motivated them doing a bit of a survey of your members to find out bit more about their motivations, what attracted them, you know, looking at your customer attention, how long people have stayed for, um, to understand what what they're trying to get out of it, what they are getting out of it, what they thought they were going to get out of it, which can sometimes be quite different. Um, so that you can better market to them. Uh and understanding where they found you. So the people that are in there, where were they? Um so that you can determine, you know, is it good to go in these groups where there's lots of people wanting free information, or actually have very few people come from there in comparison to the time you spend in there?
1: Yeah, the vast majority of people come from choirs I've taught over the last twenty years. Really? <laughs> That's where they find. Okay. Me. So they, I've been running singing groups for like more than twenty years, and I I don't know, but I guess at least three quarters of my piano legends members have come from a choir.
0: Really. So that's interesting. So they've already built that No like Trust. So have you got a historical list of people who used to sing with you? Have you got an email list?
1: I've got an email list of people who've ever been in my group, Sing United. So I've got 150 singers in Sing United plus people who've been in it previously. So yeah, I've got a few hundred there. Do you email them? I, I don't tend to email Sing United people about Piano Legends. Um, if I'm entirely honest, I think that most most of them are personal friends of me, on man on Facebook, and um, so I, I think that, but you're that mopping market,
0: them up somewhere.
1: Yeah, true. I I don't know the, I, I hesitate to hammer that that too much because it feels like perhaps I might be over. You know, this, over
0: but the thing ass. is though, there is hammering and there is informing. Yeah, and sure. I think that's the yeah. thing is, is is pu- popping out an email, just being like, Hey, you know, I've got this, you know, you know, it's of interest to them because the amount of people who have joined up from that background. So, you know, yeah. there's nothing regularly I speak to people and they're like, Oh, I don't really want to bother my group with this offer. And I'm like, if I was in your group, I'd be really peed off that you hadn't let me know. I'm in your group. I've got like close proximity to you. I've worked alongside you. I've bought from you before, and you haven't told me about, you know, what's going on. And I think that's the thing is, 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 is letting them know that that might be something of interest is different to sending them five emails a day for ten weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I would pop an email out to them. I'd also look at where you could do, you know, you can look at at uh, joint ventures from a marketing point of view. So you can look at where, you know, there's other organisations, other pools of people that might be interested who aren't competing, but they're servicing the same sort of people yeah definitely. so i would have a bit of a hit list of companies Have you done anything with other companies where you've asked them to put out an email to their mailing list or anything like that in return for 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 money for whoever signs up
1: um yeah i've tried that i've yet to get a reply okay I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be telling you that I've tried loads, but yeah, I've approached some sort of like manufacturers of or shops who distribute and sell keyboards and stuff like that, and haven't had a reply yet. So
0: I would be inclined to. Um, Is that been on email?
1: It has, yeah. But there was at least one major. A keyboard shop in this country who literally has on their website that says do not contact us about any kind of affiliate deal if we want to contact you we'll let you know uh,
0: but that's one okay so i would definitely have a look at some of the other ones and also some of the more local smaller ones um you know yeah. thinking about anybody like you know the sok if someone's bought a keyboard they've, they've normally got themselves sorted out with what direction to take next but that might be wrong you know it might be something that you can do where you know they get a month's access
1: Yes. Um, in
0: you know when they buy the keyboard, so that they you know that's a nice sort of value added from the shop, and um, you know yeah. that can work out quite nicely. It's looking at the thing is is basically you, you currently have a thing, um, and you're not quite sure who you know you know who wants the thing, but you're not quite sure where they are. Yes. And that's where you're up to, and that's where a lot of people find themselves. Is you know I've got I've created this and it's really good but but where do how do I tap into the people who want this and where do I find that regular source of demand and that's what you've got to do and and and, you know that is a very much it is very messy where you can when you're contacting companies I mean I I did at the moment it's a little bit obviously unusual circumstances with the lockdown and stuff but um you know contacting them and finding out Um, who's the best person to speak to you know it might be the fact that LinkedIn is the best way to go as far as far as any um, affiliate stuff's concerned Um, but finding out who the best person to speak to would be about that you know businesses are (laughs) particularly ones that aren't able to trade right now or trade has been restricted you know if they could make money off their email list then the forward-thinking ones will will you know look at that opportunity it's just positioning it in a business way so it's talking to them around you know value added to their customers but also um in being able to make more out of the the sort of the customer contacts that they've got because you know once they've bought things and they've bought the accessories that's kind of it so if they can improve their lifetime customer value with something like this even if you're giving away your first sort of month um in, in fee to them uh you know the expectation is is do you know do you know how long people stay
1: so well the membership is only uh about eight months old so that's obviously still a figure that's de- developing yeah. um it look it looks like at this point of time i've still got um about 80 to 85 percent of people who've, who've ever joined uh with with me okay. um so you know, some of them have signed up for a year. Some of them have are on a monthly subscription. Okay. Um, so it's 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 a figure that's in development, but it's I, I think of the people who've left, perhaps that some of them have left quite within a month or two because you know they put for whatever reason, yeah. for whatever reason, it's not for them. Um, but it's it's looking quite encouraging in terms of the number of people who are still with me from the start. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah, which makes sense because at the end of the day, they've got access. You know, it's it's new stuff coming through all the time and it's it's consistent access yeah. to it, isn't it? So, you know, once that's set up as a direct debit, it's kind of, that that's it then, isn't it? It's not a crazy amount. Yeah. Are you going to only increase the price for new members? Yes. So, obviously, you've got a massive push this month on getting it at the original price.
1: Yes, that that's the plan. I haven't sort of publicly started that push yet, but that's the plan in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, so I would definitely, you know... Be talking around what's going on in it. Have you done any sort of demonstration videos where people can see what it's like inside? The
1: I just did uh, one uh, that went in my free group yesterday. So there's a like a tour around the uh, members dashboard that uh, went in the free group yesterday. Nice.
0: And have you got a retargeting pixel on your website?
1: Uh, I have, uh, but I have no knowledge of how to. <laughs>
0: at least it's there. Do you um, do you know how many hits you're getting to your website a month?
1: Not the first idea. Okay.
0: You've got Google Analytics installed?
1: I have, yeah.
0: So, you can you can you can Google um how to and Google will explain to you how your Google Analytics works.
1: I've tried Google Analytics many times, Sarah, and I find it totally impenetrable. So
0: <laughs> well, I would one of one of the business groups that you're in, see if someone can talk you through it. People are fundamentally helpful. Um, so I think that even within even within my group, um, I think that you'll find somebody who'll be willing to just give you a quick whiz around it.
1: Well, that would be lovely. Um, I, I decided long ago that I would stick to what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> but you just want to know, basically what, what you want to determine, the value of doing that, is that if you can determine how many people are visiting your website, you can figure out whether or not it's worth doing any retargeting on it yeah um so if you're getting loads of people going through for whatever reason to your website putting bits of information like like the video you've just talked about um that yeah. would be from from the agency point of view that would be the type of thing that we would use um in our in our videos so in our retargeting um we call it an under the hood um video so it's taking them through actually what they'd get for their money um that can be yeah. really that that can be really impactful that can have a lot of clout
1: that's on the, on the sales page and in the free
0: group. Cool, cool. But driving it, you know, driving it in front of people. If you think about it, when people come to your website, they there's the potential that they only have that um, that that one touch point with you, and they go off never to be seen again. Whereas your Facebook yeah. pixel enables you to get back in front of that person again, um, provide yeah. another touch point, give them a bit more reason to, to be convinced. Do you do any front end offers on your membership, or is it straight into the membership? Is there any free trials or anything like that?
1: Uh, I have got the option to offer a free trial, which I use to send to individuals. It's not um, accessible on the site. Um, I w- I've wondered about making it a front-end trial offer for everyone, but I haven't yet done that. I've got a URL where that can happen, which I send to people who, who seem to be interested and in, perhaps look like they need a little push. Yep. Um, yeah, So I, it is an option, but it's not, I don't know what your opinion is about putting it, um as the de facto for everyone um but that's how it is the, it,
0: it, the thing is is what you could do is is you could do you could put out the under the hood um i'm going to call it under the hood video now but that you know the sort of behind the scenes video um and you could say if anyone wants to have a little nosy around then um pop a comment in the comments or dm me um and you yeah, do a free know. trial link and i would be pushing that out on a regular basis Okay. Um, you know, if as you're collecting new people, so if you think about it, if you can put value posts out into different pockets, um, you know this is all organic. It's all time, um, and I appreciate that. You know, time time has a and, and it has a value too. But you know, if you can be putting content out, valuable content on, you know not just if you went down the you know it's thinking around what content you're going to produce, but you know, going down the route of um getting back in touch with something, the value of doing things, um, having a hobby, the value of having um something, the different options for, for meditation rather than just pure meditation. Um things right. like that, you can put content like that out. You would then obviously anyone who interacts with it, you can friend because they're basically, you know, metaphorically putting their hand up and saying they're interested in what you're saying um and then on your personal profile once you have friended them you can put this sort of information so you know clients that I work with I'm getting them to do that or straight um friend request people that they feel they've got in common you know they've got people in common with or who are their ideal customers I'm encouraging them to do that on a daily basis um to grow their network and then on their personal profile and then to put out relevant content on their yeah so absolutely. if you can do that sort of like once a fortnight with that you know if you want a free trial and, and that's how i'd place it that way does it expire
1: the trial yeah
0: does it do they have to put their card details in is that or do you have to yeah.
1: yeah they have to put their card details in to get the trial and it automatically becomes a monthly subscription cool so that makes sense so
0: it's, it's easy to manage basically so that's good good so, so yeah, so that's what I'd look to do. I'd look to, I would pin down more on your ideal customer. So who are you talking to? Where are they at? Why are they deciding to do lessons or take up a new hobby now? Is it they're thinking of a new hobby or have they decided on this hobby, you know, where are they at? What's motivated them? Um, That way you can put out relevant content. Think about where they are in their life. Talking to a 30 year old is very different to talking to a 60 year old, just in the sort of situation and the things that you're relating to. Um, just because you are on that age doesn't mean that you can't relate to it. Um, you know, talking around lots of my clients come to this, you know, come to me because of X, Y and Z. Um, you know, obviously, as long as that's true, um, is really helpful. I would also look to do um, have a hit list of companies that you can approach um, to, to work together, um, either on an affiliate basis or like a joint venture with the marketing side of things to increase awareness of you. Um, and then, you know, I would also be putting out building your network, and then putting those posts out um, on a regular basis to attract people um, and to get them trying it. Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: that's good. Has that been yeah. useful?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always useful to get like an external opinion. Obviously, um, it's uh, it's just finding finding new ways to approach the identifying of the. Um, of the ideal customer, I think because so so commonly people will go down the route of with the kind of mindset of Facebook advertising of you know well what magazines do they read and what page do they like that could be really really tricky. I think I almost sort of I'm across the board. You know, what yeah. I mean people could, people could potentially like any newspaper. Yeah, they they um,
0: totally could. I think the thing is is with that is is people are always reluctant to narrow down, but just think who do you enjoy working with? Who seems to get a lot out of it? I'm mean, not yeah. excluding other people, you're just choosing who to talk to yeah um and uh, people but... really worry like it's it's such a an element of of the conversations that I have with people and when people come on board, it takes a lot and there's a, this is probably the biggest area of resistance is is around narrowing down to sort of like a ten year age category um mm. to of their ideal customer and and sort of you know some of the lifestyle elements but you know obviously it's not it's not taking away from from anybody else who might want to join who might your message might resonate with but it's yeah. about just resonating with somebody so that you're not that person who's trying to be a one size fits all pleases everybody person um niching yeah. down um and being really clear on who you're talking to can give you such such clarity um on 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 what your um on who you need to talk to what you need to talk to them about and particularly the motivational crossroads of what is making them think about this now why would they be receptive to this now mm-hmm.
1: sure does that make sense that's good
0: um but you know i have a, i have an extensive list of um of questions that i get people to run through so i'm quite happy to mm-hmm. send that on to you um, and for those of you who are listening, if you would like a copy of that, then, um, you know, please do uh, let me know. Um, you can email me at sarah at Um Yeah, Mark, I'll just send it on to you, love. <laughs>
1: don't, don't
0: worry about that bit. But um, I think that will help you know, to just get the clarity. But it, it, sometimes it is a, um, I call it like a best guess um, or an educated guess. And I'll actually put like EG... Um, or BG next to the, the, the sort of um, information that I've put down. And, you know, your ideal yeah. customer is an evolving thing, but you do have a pool of people. I'm, I'm regularly working with people who have nothing. They have nobody. They've had, not had a paying customer. Um, and right. yet you still need to narrow down on who am I aiming at here. So, you know, think who yeah. would get the most benefit from what you do. Um, who right. do you enjoy working with? um and then formulate that ideal person based on that um even to the point of giving them a name um likes dislikes hobbies interests um everything like that and it can you can then remove things and evolve things um depending on you know on your learning as you go but just to start with to have the ideal person um it's a, it's a bit like thinking who your ideal partner would be um you know you're taking elements potentially from different people that you've worked with Um, to create this ideal person but that's who you're then talking to and you're trying to attract but in the process of attracting them it doesn't mean that you're going to reject anybody else
1: no absolutely not it's all very valid
0: okay love well thank you very much for your time and it's been really nice to speak to you and once again it's it has grown that little seed in my head i just need to find a space i'm going there you go i'm going to come up with one of your objections now i need to
1: you don't need to find a space because uh, myth two on the top five guide piano well, you know, is a keyboard can be stored on its end, so you need about a foot. Oh,
0: but okay, I need about a foot, but I'd have to safely store it on its end, wouldn't I? I've got I've got mini me's running around. I cannot want to have them clocked on the head, but okay, yeah, that makes sense because yeah, you know it, it does. You know, I I I did up to grade five in piano. Um, but and I did all those scales and stuff, and I didn't enjoy that element of it. And I think no it did, did it. take the fun out of it. And I, you know, I never wanted to be a professional um, by any means. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, you know, it the the appealing side to me is the fact of being able to. Um, I remember getting the Titanic. Some of the Titanic manuscripts came out, um, and yeah. I got those when I was at Uni because the the house next to us randomly had a like a small organ in it. And so I used to go across the next door's house and play it. Um but yeah it was really yeah really interesting. But um, but you know I yeah. the
1: music is another thing or you know, people think, well where will I find this music? Which is why I write all the music out for them. So they get the sheet music as well. It's just all yeah, there. It's
0: all there. That's that's the thing there, isn't it? So yes. So yeah, you you're 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 fueling it. Um, <laughs> watch that's this fun. space. But thank you. Very much.
1: Where, where, where were you at when you started thinking about this, Sarah? You know, I, I think we need to get to the bottom of your life.
0: I'm not sure I'm your ideal customer. I think for me, it's it's the fact of you know I'm I'm conscious of the fact that children tend to go through these sorts of phases. So I can imagine in a couple of years, my you know my my eldest will be um, more on the radar of these sorts of things. Um, and the school that she's going to be going to is quite proactive on all this sort of stuff. So you know piano is it would be nice to have something that obviously then i can use and you can use sure. you can share I and mean, that's the thing isn't it it's a shared resource um yeah. and you know you can sort of enjoy it together because i remember doing i used to do uh, duets with my grandma oh which was really nice actually now now yeah so when i was uh, quite little so yeah i was having piano lessons and there'd be some of the pieces would be duets um but it yeah. was all obviously all, it was all old school stuff back then. Um, and I think that yeah. was the thing was, is, you know, I couldn't have been, I definitely had stopped by sort of second year of high school. So I was probably like mm-hmm. seven or eight when I started. Um, and it just wasn't, um, th- th- I couldn't relate to any of the music.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Yeah like who wants to sit down and play music they don't want well
0: yeah i mean i've never heard it in my entire life and i'm doing something major in F or whatever it was and i'm just like yeah
1: it's the equivalent of like when people say why do we learn algebra at school like you're never going to use this let's let's learn something that's going to be useful to us and i think think um, that's the
0: thing though isn't it is is that i don't know whether it's an expectation that when you start off as a as a child people want to develop you and you know maybe this is what they'll go into so whether they're developing hobbies as professions or whether that was just the nature of lessons at the time when I was learning I don't know but I
1: think there'd be an element of both of that definitely yeah. because you know penalty have changed an awful lot I was really lucky I got taught I was classically trained by a guy who really liked jazz um, and so was up for teaching me to learn stuff by ear and so okay. um, I, I got got taught notation but i got taught to wing it and improvise and stuff as well so i was really lucky from that point of view that's
0: good isn't it nice yeah Yeah, so so there you go it has it has got me thinking watch this space (laughs) well thank you very much for your time love and um
1: thank you very much
0: uh, yeah thanks for listening to the selling without Sleeves podcast If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.